Good evening, Hampton Roads in North Carolina and the internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to this, the January 8th, 2019 episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're tuned into WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. I am your host, Bishop Hodges, and this is the broadcast where we break down and discuss the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. Just to let you know, my worldview is that God designed and instituted marriage and the family to build society on. Unfortunately, sin entered the picture and warped God's original design. The mission of Marriage and Family Clinic is to restore, build, strengthen, and perfect marriage and family relationships. Well, the first week in this new year is past, and we're well on our way to seeing what 2019 holds for us. I hope you're as excited about this new year as I am, and I hope you're waiting with great anticipation to see what the year will unfold for you. And I sincerely pray, I sincerely pray that you experience as much love and peace and joy as your heart and life can handle. I sincerely hope and pray that you receive all the good things that you desire and that the Lord has in store for you. You know, we played that opening song just a little bit longer than we usually do because I'm kind of partial to it. And I think that it fits uh, this particular broadcast rather well. And that is it being in relationship with the Lord makes all things new. You make all things new and I'm moving forward and I can no longer look back. You know, you can't drive a car forward looking in your rearview mirror. It's only meant for a glance but you got to look forward. So we're moving forward here and, and we're hoping and praying that the ministry here of Marriage and Family Clinic will help you move forward in your life and in your marriage and in your family relationships. All right. Well, let's move on here and see what we have in store on tonight. You know, a few weeks ago, I informed you that we would discuss a multi-week series on the parent-child relationship and, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we veered off that course just a little bit as we discussed the blended family. And and, and actually, in all actuality, uh, that was still dealing with uh, the parent-child relationship because so much of the success in the blended family is determined by how uh, you deal with your parent and you love and meet the needs of children in that family, whether they're biological children or whether they're children coming in from a previous uh, existing relationship. So we were still on the uh, parent-child relationship, so to speak, but I do want to get back in that uh, mainstream of this series on the parent-child relationship tonight. And tonight we're actually going to touch on the subject of uh, discipline. We're going to touch on the subject of discipline. And I don't know if I've ever done a, uh, a presentation where it, it we got done with it in just one night. And I don't think tonight will be any different. We may need multiple nights to cover this subject, but we're going to begin to touch on the subject of discipline. And this subject is uh, it's extremely key in a family uh, because you're dealing with moving the successive generation along. Discipline is so key in the family uh, relationship because you're actually talking about how to give your children the best shot at becoming the adults that God means for them to be, at becoming the adults. And so many people are so concerned about turning out good children. Well, keep in mind, they're only going to be children for a few years, but they're going to be adults for the rest of their lives. So it's probably more important that we focus our effort on turning out uh, 
the adults that we need to see and we want to see rather than the children we want to see. And I bet there are plenty of you listening to me right now. You grew up with a mother. Uh, you grew up with a mother and a father. You grew up in a house and the form of discipline in the house that you grew up in was quite like mine. You you had a parent, a mom, maybe who who uh, uh, whenever it's time for discipline, they, they reach for the nearest belt or reach for the nearest object. And and whatever that may be, uh, that's what liable to come your way. And you're walking down the hallway and you're mumbling under your breath there and you catch something in the back of your head. Uh, some of you may have grown up with that form of discipline. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I know a lot of listeners out there now, uh, you may want to delve into the subject of corporal punishment. Uh, and that, that particular example may have raised that issue up. You may want to talk about that some. You may want to hear us talk about corporal punishment. Well, we may and we may not get to corporal punishment. Uh, so many folks already have their minds made up about the subject anyhow. One way or the other, they like it or they don't like it. They do it or they don't do it. They swear by it or they swear against it. So many people already have their minds made up. And uh, so we may get to corporal punishment and we may not, but there's a lot that you can deal with in your mind. There's a lot that you can deal with in your heart and that you should deal with in your mind and in your heart before you deal with the subject of corporal punishment. Uh, and so whether or not we get to it, uh, I, I definitely want to expand on the meaning and the purpose of discipline. And that's what we mean to do here. I want to expand on the meaning and the purpose of discipline. And I'll begin with, again, my favorite quote regarding children. Uh, where discipline is concerned, my favorite quote rolls right into it. Uh, my favorite quote regarding children is, if you want better children, be better parents. That's right, folks. If you want better children, be better parents. You can't have a better family, a stable family, a successful family, a loving, fulfilling family. Uh, you can't have that by sending your children to get help. Doesn't make any sense for your children to go get help and come back to parents who are broken. So if you want better children, be better parents. All right. Now, a key term that we've been using in this series has been the parents' responsibilities to their children. And when we're talking about the parent-child relationship, we do need to keep more on the parent's responsibility to the children because it's the child who needs the parent more than the parent needs the child. And tonight I'm telling you that one of the parent's chief responsibilities to their child or their children is to instill discipline in them. The parent's chief responsibility among loving, among meeting needs, and one of the greatest ways to love your child is to instill discipline in them. One of the greatest ways to meet your child or your children's needs is to instill discipline in them. So let me lay this out here. Let me make it plain. Let me make it absolutely, abundantly, unequivocally uh, plain, unambiguously plain to see and to hear tonight. One of the parents' chief responsibilities to their child or their children is to instill discipline in them. Amen. Uh, I, I think that it's a volatile subject, uh, the subject of discipline. 
because it's just that important. Sometimes you know the importance of a subject by the rancor or the ruckus that it raises. And, and the subject of discipline raises a lot of ruckus uh, in discussions, in training, in parenting class, wherever you are. Wherever you are, the subject of discipline raises uh, uh, some fuss. It just raises uh, the ire of folks. And, and that's because it's just that important. So much rides on child discipline. So much of your child's future, so much of your child's success, so much of your child's failure or defeat, their success, their victories in life, it rides on discipline. It's just one of those things that if we get it right, the results can be amazing and world changing. But if we get it wrong, guess what? The results can still be amazing and world changing. I, I don't have time to go into that. It sounds a little quirky, but believe me, it's all the real. No matter which way you go, the results have the potential to be amazing and world-changing. So let's go ahead and touch on the subject of discipline on tonight. And remember, uh, while we're talking about this subject, if you come up with any questions, email them to me, cdhodges at hotmail.com or inbox me at, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. The subject of discipline. Well, what is discipline? What is discipline? And 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 uh, 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 this question is important because too often we'll use these common words, but they don't have a common meaning. And whenever you're going to work with a subject, when you're dealing with a group of people or or something, when you're outside of your normal circle, or when you want to help make sure or help ensure that you have a common understanding. You need to provide a working definition of what may be common word. And all of us use the word discipline, but all of us may not be saying or all of us may not be meaning the same thing. So I want to give you a working definition of the word discipline. And uh, for the purposes of this broadcast, for the purposes of marriage and family clinic, uh, the working definition of discipline is going to be this. Discipline is interacting with your child or your children through their growth process in a way that leads and trains them how to understand, how to monitor, and how to control themselves. Let me say that again. Discipline is interacting with your child through their growth process in a way that leads and trains your children how to understand how to monitor, and how to control themselves. In actuality, how to lead themselves into achieving the best results in life. That's what discipline is, and that's what discipline is all about. You're going to be interacting with your child. There's some give and take. There's communication. There's touch. There's feel. There's voice. There's there's language. There's body language. Uh, there's, there's correction. Everything. We're going to get into all of that. But all of that goes on to interacting with and responding to your child. And you want your interaction and your response and your initiation uh, uh, of responses with your child. You want to walk them through their growth process and you want to instill within them the wherewithal so, so that they can understand themselves and monitor themselves, control themselves and lead themselves and thereby achieve the desired results in life. They can get what they're looking for in life all through discipline. 
You know, it's through this process that parents help their children learn to live lives of virtue, lives of values, with values. Uh, uh, it's because discipline is intentional and you intentionally try to instill these things in your children and children grow up by the time they become adults. They understand how to live a life of virtue and how to live a life of values. You know, we, we, we see today in our world, so many adults seem to have virtueless lives. What do I mean virtueless? I mean, nothing matters. It's, it's get it by hook or crook. Achieve your goals by any means necessary. Achieve your desires no matter who you have to step on. Lie if you want to. And I tell you something. You look in politics today and, and a lot of folks are under the misconception that you can just continue to lie and there are no consequences or repercussion. That is so untrue. There are serious consequences to lying, cheating, and stealing. There are consequences to living a virtueless and valueless life. We want our children's lives to be full of virtue and full of values. We want them to be able to hang on, to be resilient. We're going to get to these after a while, uh, uh, but I'm just setting this up for us. Uh, and and these come these come to our children because we have intentionally tried to instill values and virtue in our children and that intention is through the way that we discipline we have to learn to discipline on purpose and 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 you know whatever you put in them it's going to stick with them for the rest of their life some people who are 50 60 and 70 years old they can't change because this has been in them for so long and whatever you put in them, it's going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. And this is why Proverbs 22 and 6 means, uh, uh, this is what it means when it says, if you train up a child in the way that he should go, when he is old, he won't depart from it. And when you know the way to train up a child, and when you intentionally train up a child in the way you know they should go, and when you do it, like we've said in all of these weeks past, using biblical principles, allowing the spirit of God to lead and direct you and loving your child and meeting their needs, the values and the virtue that you instill in them, it's going to be with them for the rest of their lives. Wow, I believe I'm saying a mouthful here. I hope you're sticking with me. Uh, let me take a break here and just announce that you are listening to us on WGPL on your AM dial. That's 1350 AM, 1350 AM here in Hampton Roads. You can also listen to us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the internet live streaming. Uh, we want to hear from you. I need to hear from you. I've been receiving some feedback as of lately, and the feedback has been really positive, but I really need to hear from you. Email me your questions, your comments, whether we're serving a need out there, whether we're meeting a need, if you're being blessed, if you're being edified, if you're being encouraged, let me know. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Uh, look me up on Facebook. That's Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me know if we're meeting a need out there. All right. So we have the understanding. Uh, uh, we have our working definition of discipline here. Interacting with your child, helping them to grow, helping them to learn themselves, know themselves, control themselves, monitor themselves and lead themselves so they can achieve the results that they desire out of life. And discipline has a goal also. 
The goal of discipline is to train your child to step outside of himself or herself and check themselves when they need to. You know, it's a shame when we're unable to put ourselves in check. Some people don't understand or don't realize when they're talking too much. They don't understand or realize when they're talking too loudly. People don't understand when they're monopolizing a conversation. People don't understand when they're being obnoxious, when they're being rude. People be believe that there's some kind of strong, virtuous thing to be able to say what they want anytime they want to whomever they want. Uh, what they really have is a lack of discipline. And they are unable to, they, are un, they don't have the wherewithal to step outside of themselves and look back at themselves and really monitor and put themselves in check. They're unable to control their own impulses, unable to control their own urges. You know, in one place, the book of Proverbs says that if you can't control your appetite, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but Proverbs says, if you cannot control your appetite, it's better to put a knife to your throat. In other words, if you're going to live an undisciplined life, it's the same as committing suicide. So the goal of discipline is to train the child that by the time they become an adult, they're able to step outside themselves, look back and assess and examine their behavior, their conduct, their thinking, their feeling, and when needed, put themselves in check. All right. And, and discipline is, is it's like when you're working discipline. It's like cultivating. You're interacting with your child from the time they come home from the hospital. And the way that you interact with your child, it's just like cultivating. Your interaction with the child determines what's going to grow in the child. You're cultivating. And, and, and just like you cultivate a garden by planting the seeds you want and, and then you water the garden, you fertilize it and you weed it as weeds grow in it. Uh, and soon after a while, you began to see the fruit of your labor. You began to see the fruit of the seed you planted and you get a harvest and the ground produces whatever you planted. All right. But it all began with you cultivating the ground. You had to dig it up. You had to uh, 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 turn the soil. You had to uh, uh, break up the fallow ground. Uh, 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 you had to get all of that done and then plant the seed again, water it, fertilize it, weed it. And then you began to see uh, plants grow. Then you began to see a fruit from the seed that you planted. The ground produces whatever you plant. Likewise, discipline is about planting the seeds of desirable character in your child or your children and then watering and fertilizing and weeding the ground of their heart so that you can see the fruit of the seed that you planted. You plant seeds of love and truthfulness and honesty and trust and respect, empathy, integrity, compassion. You plant the seeds of a work ethic and so much more, so, 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 so much more. You plant those seeds and you water and fertilize and weed it. And by the time that they're teenagers, by the time that they're adults, 
you'll begin to see the fruit. You know, you weed out things like laziness and weed out disobedience. You weed out hard-headedness and other undesirable behaviors and conduct, other undesirable characteristics. You weed those things out through your discipline methods. You teach them that those are undesirable characteristics and traits. Weed them out. All right. And again, we're going to talk more about those traits later on. But right now, I just want you to see, uh, I want you to get this analogy. I hope that it makes sense to you. This analogy of cultivating the ground of your child's heart. Your child's heart is just like the ground. It's going to grow whatever you sow in it. If you, if you sow criticism in it, it's going to grow harshness, disrespect. Uh, uh, insensitivity. It's going to grow whatever you sow in it. So weed out the undesirable and take care of the desirable. All right. So this planning and tending activity cultivates the ability again for the child to learn themselves, to learn to monitor and to control their impulses and urges. This planting and tending and activity it cultivate the ability in your child to actually lead himself or lead herself to achieve the desires that they have in their heart to go get what they want out of life so discipline is all important and this discipline activity that i'm talking about tonight uh it includes teaching instructing correcting chastisement guiding, observing, modeling, being an example. And, and I want to key in on those two, modeling correct behavior, modeling appropriate conduct, modeling good language, modeling good citizenship, being an example of love, an example of patience, being the example of positive uh, 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 characteristics and good character, whatever you want your child to be, Make sure that you are the child's chief model and example of that particular characteristic. Now, you're going to be the child's chief model and example, no matter what you model and example you set for them. But make sure that you really sit down and decide what character you want to see in your children. And you endeavor to model and be the example of those desirable characters. But don't forget, when we're talking about discipline, we're talking about the full gamut of interacting with your child, teaching your children, instructing, correcting, yes, chastising uh, uh, and guiding. You have to include those in there. And, and I'll just uh, uh, go ahead and stress right here that in order to get the results you want, in order for discipline to work ideally like you want it to work, discipline requires a lot of time, a lot of energy, consistency. And, and, and most of us will admit so often, more often than not, you learn as you go. So many of us, we do to our children what was done to us. And that's not necessarily the best thing for them. Your children have their own personality, their own dispositions. Your children are not you when you were growing up. You have to take all of that into consideration. But if you're going to work discipline in the life of your child, 
And if discipline is going to work like it ideally is supposed to work, then it's going to require a lot of time, a lot of energy and consistency. You've got to do it over and over the same thing, the same thing over and over again and learn. And where you're having difficulty, if you may be having a problem, don't be afraid. Don't be too proud to reach out for some help. Please reach out for some help. You're not the only one who's had a quote-unquote problem child. Oh, I could tell you some stories. You're not the only one who's had a difficult time. You're not the only one who came up in a difficult childhood yourself. We all can wave our hands and say amen to that. Uh, uh, but please remember, you need discipline. Now, a few weeks ago, I said that parents should aim for something because if you aim for nothing, then that's exactly what you're going to hit. Nothing. And I don't want to lose this point on you. What I'm saying is that discipline is intentional. Discipline is intentional. It's not some haphazard shoot from the hip, uh, fly by the seat of your pants type of thing. Uh, discipline is just not something you impose on your children to keep your children from getting on your nerves. Discipline is not something that you come in and lay down the law so you can go do what you want to do. Uh, you got to have an aim at your discipline. And that's what we were saying just a moment ago uh, uh, in discipline. It's cultivating. It's with purpose. It has an aim. There's a goal to discipline. All right. There is a goal to discipline. Uh, 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 and, and you've got to keep this in mind. You're actually trying to get the child somewhere. And you're actually trying to teach the child through discipline. Okay. And remember also a few weeks ago, I told you the children are born messy and must be nurtured well that's part of the purpose of discipline that's the purpose of discipline to cultivate train and nurture the messiness out of children you nurture the messiness out and nurture and train the good character in them they're born messy you never have to teach a child to do wrong to be disobedient your training and your discipline with the child can reinforce disobedience and messiness, but you never have to teach them to be disobedient and messy. They're born that way. And the purpose of discipline is to nurture that part out of them. And to culture, to cultivate a good character in them. All right. I had a little uh, unexpected interruption there. Uh, please forgive us. Um, so, uh, we also go back a few weeks ago when I talked to you about children being gifts from God and the way in which you love them and discipline them will help them grow into young people and more importantly, adults with appropriate self-respect and other respect. A part of you properly handling the gift that is from God, a part of you properly uh, being a good steward of the gift that God has given you, which is or which are your children, is to love them enough to discipline them and understand that you're helping them grow into young people and into adults who have appropriate self-respect and appropriate respect for others. 
Listen, ideally, discipline should help a child grow and achieve a healthy degree of self-importance, a healthy degree and a healthy feeling of uniqueness, and a good sense of how your child fits into the world. And we understand that all to mean self-esteem. So the, the manner in which you discipline, your method of discipline is going to be the key to building your child's self-esteem. That's going to be low self-esteem or high self-esteem or just a good balance of self-esteem. But the way you discipline is going to tell the story. The way you discipline is going to uh, uh, be the determining factor in that. Now, I, I want to give you some advisors here about discipline, and we're going to be getting into some more. Uh, I only have a couple of minutes left in tonight's broadcast, but we're going to be getting into some more in the weeks coming. But let me begin with a quick advisor here uh, regarding discipline. Uh, first of all, don't rule by fear. Do not rule by fear. I notice oftentimes that some parents try and rule their children by fear. Mom and dads threaten their sons and daughters. They threaten the children that bad things going to happen if you disobey me or step out of line. If you do this, that, or the other, I'm going to break your neck. Or if you do that again, I'm going to do such and such to you. You can't instill a proper sense of discipline. You cannot achieve your discipline goals. You cannot achieve your discipline purpose if you're trying to rule by fear. Please take my advice and don't do it. Do not rule by fear. Uh, uh, I'll do this, that, or the other. Unfortunately, and, and it's very unfortunate that some parents measure their success or measure their effectiveness as a disciplinarian simply by the degree of obedience they get out of their child. And fear may get you some temporary partial obedience but it won't help the child in the long run. All right, listen, I'm going to have to cut off right here. We're going to come back next week and pick up right here where we're leaving off. But uh, I'm out of time, but I want to appreciate you. I thank you for joining in with us. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Uh, uh, or you listen to us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Join us every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Marriage and Family Clinic. We're here to help build restore, strengthen, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Do me a favor. Let me hear from you. L email me with your questions, your comments, whatever it is you have for us. Let me know we're being effective with you. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com or look me up on Facebook. You can find me at Bishop Carl Hodges. Listen, it's been a pleasure being with you. We want to hear from you again. See you. Hear from you same time next week. Remember, you cannot have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you and keep you. And once again, Happy New Year. We're out.